The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We've been learning lessons from God. Ask your neighbor, have you been learning something? From the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1 particularly. Um, the Bible revealed to us through the writings of Moses how God had a new beginning. And we've said the first thing God did was spiritual illumination or hope or vision. If you want a new beginning, have hope of a better tomorrow. There may be darkness around you, but learn to see light. Hallelujah. Um, the second thing we learned is that he continued. God didn't stop speaking after the first day, even though nothing happened. He spoke again the second day. Nothing happened physically. He spoke again the third day. And the book of Hebrews tells us that's how he upholds all things, by the word of his power. He continued what he started. Last week, the lesson we learned was that God engaged the supernatural. The natural may have been messed up and may have been upside down, darkness on the face of the deep. He didn't look for a solution from the natural. He engaged the spirit that was hovering over the waters and his word. He spoke his word. That's what you do for a new beginning. And we have another lesson today. Somebody ready to learn. Rise on your feet. Genesis chapter 3. This time around. It's a powerful lesson God taught here. That um, if anybody and everybody can embrace, you will have a new beginning. This is a principle I'm teaching all our pastors and our leaders to embrace a lot this season. We had the stewardship and leadership vigil on Friday. It's one of the things I've been talking about. Many people leave some things for some people. Ah, I'm not God. Hey, I'm not the pastor. Hey, I'm not that big man. I'm not that big man. You're just deceiving yourself. You can imitate God. We know you are not God. But you can do what God does. We know your papa no be Dangote. Oh, you're not Dangote. But you can imitate what Dangote is doing. And what will shock you is if you start doing what Dangote is doing, you too will become rich like Dangote. So the pastor should not be the only person praying for the service or preparing for the service or believing God for souls. I guarantee you, the day you start believing God for souls to be born again like the pastor, you will see what God will do in your life. Because God is no respecter of persons. He's only a respecter of principles. Don't leave things to our only God, only Dr. K, only Pastor T. Only mm, Do what they are doing. There's nothing I'm doing that nobody in this church can't do. That's why we are called models. That was the first message you ever enjoyed brought to us at Summer Blast. You should look at somebody and copy them. That's what we are teaching you to do here. After Adam and Eve sinned, and God judged them, and please note that God judged them, God didn't give up on them. And that's today's lesson. Too many people give up too soon. God didn't say because he was judging them. In fact, as we will read in a moment, he actually cursed Adam. You know, it's one thing for a man to curse you. It's another thing for a devil to curse you. It's a whole different level when God is the one pronouncing curse on you. But God still didn't give up. After he cursed him, God was still trying to redeem him. And that's today's lesson. 
Never ever give up. Praise God. Let's read from verse 14. This after they had sinned and eaten the forbidden fruit. I read you just follow. So the Lord said to the serpents, Because you have done this, you are caused more than all the cattle. And they pronounced judgment on the, set, on, on the serpent or the devil. Verse 16. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain. You shall bring forth children. Your desire shall beat for your husband and he shall rule over you. That wasn't the plan from the beginning. They were to rule side by side. Verse 17. And to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, more than my own voice, and you have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat, cost is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and so on and so forth. He pronounced the judgment on them. But please watch verse 21. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin, and he clothed them. Glory be to God. Let me... Read verse 15. I skip that here because we see a type of redemption here. God slaughtered that animal. They didn't mention the animal here, but it's from an animal that God made the tunics of skin and clothed them. An animal that did not sin was killed. It's a type of redemption. Jesus that did not sin was killed so that you and I can be redeemed. Verse 15. Look at what God said to the devil. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Notice her seed. The S there is capital. Your seed, the S there is small. He, capital H. And all this is referring to Jesus. Jesus is the seed of the woman. Not the seed of man. Because there was no man involved in Jesus' conception. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Notice the H there is also capitalized. So as he was judging them, he was also planning their redemption. That's how great our God is. Father, we thank you for the blessing on the reading of your word. Speak to us again. We thank you for the first service and your word that came. Let your word come powerfully. Let us hear. Let us believe what we are hearing. Let us understand what you are telling us. And let us do the word as you will love us to do it. In Jesus' name. High five your neighbor. Take your seats in God's presence. Here is the fourth lesson from God. And please catch it and understand it. There is redemption for man. After you fail. After you fall. After you sin. Even after you experience the judgment of God. And I want to stress that. There is a judgment of God. Please hear me and hear me very well. There are two sides to God. There is the judgment side and then there is the mercy side and the grace side. And we see those two in display in that story. God didn't say because I love you. I will not pronounce judgment. God is a just judge. However, he is not just a wicked or punitive judge. He is also merciful. 
And that's where hope comes for us. That even when we sin like Adam and Eve, it's not like we are going to have a God that will ignore our sin or forget our sin. No, there will be judgment. However, mercy is also available. And that's why we can have a new beginning. There is redemption for man with God. As long as mercy and grace are still available, and the last time I checked, we are still living under that dispensation. Can somebody say hallelujah to that? We can have a new beginning. This is what regulates and makes new beginnings possible. You see, sometimes when negative things show up in our lives, or we are seeing results we don't want, or we are going through things we don't want to see, that is the manifestation of the seeds we have sown in the past. And that's judgment. However, when you see that, it doesn't mean that is the end. Because God has not given up on you. Can I hear a loud amen? And God has not given up. Just like God didn't give up on Adam and Eve. You can look for his mercy. He made tunics of skin for them and covered their nakedness. He spoke about the seed that will come. That will bruise the heel of Satan. Talking about redemption. You read on Genesis chapter 4. God had moved on. He has said walking again with Cain and Abel. And God has said blessing Abel. They didn't tell us much about Adam and Eve anymore. I know God was still dealing with them. But God was now focusing on the next generation. God didn't give up on man. Blessed Abel so much, Cain got envious. Cain killed his brother. God pronounced judgment on Cain. But God even protected Cain. Nobody will kill you. God from one generation to another, after Cain and Abel, we read about other men until God came to Abraham. Because God never gives up. Somebody shout out loud that we never give up. There is redemption. Say it, there is redemption available to me with God. So I can start again. I can have a new beginning. I don't have to be stuck. In judgment, I can experience mercy. Hallelujah. So Romans 8 verse 1 tells us, There is therefore now no condemnation for those of us that are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what we are doing today as we partake of the communion. Please, it's not that God has suspended judgment. Please hear this. That we are teaching grace excessively and we should teach grace excessively. Because that's the message God gave us to go and tell the dying world. If we went to everybody and said that God is going to judge you. You know, that's how they used to preach salvation before. God is going to kill you because of your sin. And all that. We will scare people. It will scare people. So the message God gave us to go and tell them, God loves you. God has mercy on you. God has put your sin on Jesus. He has taken your place. And that message should be preached. And that's our focus. But it doesn't mean God is not going to judge. Please hear this very carefully. There are two sides. In fact, when we understand that God is a God of justice and judgment, it will help us to appreciate his mercy and his grace the more. That you mean in spite of all the things and my shortcomings, there's still redemption available for me? You will value that redemption the more. Glory be to God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. 
All things have passed away. Redemption is available. I don't have to continue suffering the judgment or the consequences of my bad decisions. Hallelujah. I can appeal and believe in the mercy side of God. Somebody say loud amen. One scripture puts it very well together for us. James chapter 2, verses 12 and verse 13. James 2, 12 and 13. So speak, he's talking to us Christians, and so do, and he's talking about how the way you live your life, what you say, watch the things you say, and watch the things you do. Speak and do as those that will be judged by the perfect law of liberty. Same thing that happened to Adam and Eve is going to happen to every man. One day, all of us are going to stand before God individually. The serpent has his judgment. The woman had her judgment. The man had his judgment. We were having a meeting yesterday. Somebody was sitting with his wife. I told him, like, go to your place. When you stand before God, you are not going to be going near my wife. Mm-mm-mm. They will give your wife her own judgment separately. They will give you your own judgment. There are two judgments the Bible tells us will happen. For every, well, two people to us, Christians. The first one is judgment of whether you are going to heaven and hell. And it's going to be based on the word of God. The perfect law of liberty. Like God told Adam, you ate, you listen to your wife. And you ate the fruit that I told you not to eat. It's going to judge you based on his word. If you have accepted this gracious redemption of Jesus Christ, made available in his blood. The judgment will be, you are going to go to heaven and spend eternity with God. Hallelujah. The word judgment is not even a bad word. There is positive judgment. There is negative judgment. I gave them this illustration in the first service. Imagine if your father left you a piece of land or you have a family land and one omonile or usopa in Lagos takes over your land and then you take them to court and you know how court is in Nigeria and they drag it for 10 years. Then the day of judgment now comes and the judge now stands up and says, Pastor T, okay, we have seen from the evidence, we have seen of one and all that, the land is yours. We rule or we judge in your favor. Is that a good judgment or not? Judgment is not necessarily a bad word. If you have accepted the redemption that is available, you go to heaven. The person that has not accepted the salvation that is available in Christ, that God showed him mercy, but he didn't embrace the mercy, he goes to hell. That's the first judgment that the Bible talks. And all of us at that level, we get the same, we get the same as it were um, results. Those that believe in Christ, we go to heaven. Those that don't believe in Christ, we go to hell. But then the Bible talks another judgment. Glory be to God. For people that are in heaven, this is what he's talking about here. God is going to judge your words and God is going to judge your actions. And this one, we are not all going to get the same reward. Why? God is a just judge. If I serve God more than you, if I build God's house more than you on this earth, when they are giving that judgment, we will not get the same results. It will be unfair of God to give you and I the same results when I labored more than you. Imagine at your office, you walked and walked and walked in the department and now there was breakthrough. And then they are now giving bonus. And they give everybody bonus on the same level. Is that what they do? No. When we all get to heaven, the first one, we are all getting the same results. Why? 
we qualified because of the mercy of Jesus. It's not based on our works. It's based on his grace. And that's the word of liberty that will be used at that level. The second one is based on our works. Based on our works. Because God is just. He won't give you what you didn't work for. That's second one. And that's why we encourage people to serve, sacrifice, give. Because we will be judged by the perfect law of liberty. Ah, everybody is quiet. But we need to know this. Now, we don't preach this every time to sinners. That's not the message. God gave us the message of reconciliation. But we should know it. And speak like that and live like that. Glory be to God. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That's what we are doing as we come to the communion table today. Say with me, I'm finding mercy and I'm finding grace in my time of need. Because God is not just a judge God. He's not just a judgment God. He's also a merciful God. I didn't finish reading that James text. Look at what it said at the letter part. Verse 13. For judgment is without mercy to the one that does not show mercy. So learn to be merciful so that God can show you mercy as well. But watch this. Mercy triumphs over judgment. That's God's heart. I will judge you, Adamu, but I will have mercy on you. I will still redeem you. Look at our neighbor and say, never give up. Because there's always hope for redemption. With God. Leave those hands and just thank God. Thank him. Thank him for his mercy. His mercy that triumphs over judgment. Hallelujah. So let me give you the number fourth secret. Number four secret for King's Word. And it's very connected to this. And this is our secret here in this church. The miraculous. Somebody shout the miraculous. We believe in miracles. And we believe in miracles because we know God is merciful. Hallelujah. In other words, now that grace and mercy are available, even if I've done wrong, even if I'm a mistake, I know God is not just a God of judgment. God is also a God of mercy. God can forgive my errors or through the sacrifice of Jesus, overlook my errors and give me a blessing that I don't deserve. Those animals that God killed for Adam and Eve to cover their nakedness, they didn't deserve it. But God showed them mercy. Hallelujah. Say with me, I believe in miracles. I can't hear you this morning. Say, I believe in miracles. And I prophesy over you, God will do an amazing miracle for you this season. I told you about supernatural, the acronym of our values. The A of natural, the first A, N-A, it's atmosphere for miracles. That's why we pray in the spirit when we come for our meetings. That's why we worship God. That's why we do everything we can to change the atmosphere so that we can believe God to do miracles in our lives. Can I hear a loud amen? You should live under an atmosphere for miracles, particularly when we come together in the church service. You should have a consciousness of miracles. As you go about your work, go about your business, God is able to do miracles. And the main key for the miraculous is faith. Just believing what God said. 
Believing what God has said, that the blood of Jesus, even though you have sinned, will cover your sin. And because of Jesus, you can experience redemption. Believing what God has said, that you should serve and labor. And if you will serve him and labor for him, like Apostle Paul said, he will reward you. Paul said, I fought the fought, um, I finished my course. I fought the fight of faith. Now there's a crown waiting for me in heaven. Believe. And when you believe, you can experience miracles. Pastor Taffy was talking about stories earlier of people, whether it's, um, she mentioned several people, how they received miracles. Let me tell you another story as we close this morning. And I think she even mentioned it in exhortation. The story of Lazarus. Nothing signifies finality more than death to human beings. Moment somebody dies, particularly when they have been buried, we have done the funeral. We have put him in the tomb. We have sealed the stone. This is not that he just freshly died, though. He's still in the mug. Mm-hmm. At that point, on a human level, that is the end. But with God, nothing is impossible. Even a four day old dead man can have a new beginning. Hallelujah. You better believe. Jesus told them, your brother will rise again. I prophesy over somebody here, what seems to have died in your life, God will cause it to rise again. In your health, you will rise again. Financially, you will rise again. Your marriage, things will rise up again. Your brother will rise again. One of the best ways to study Bible is just to read the red letter words. That's what I want to do this morning in that John chapter 11. Just read what Jesus said. This next thing he told them is this, I am the resurrection and the life. I know your brother has died. I know he has been dead for four days. But don't lose hope. Don't give up. You are giving up too soon. You don't either know your God or you don't believe in him. Faith is the main key to the miraculous. Told them, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me. When you read John chapter 11, Jesus kept mentioning belief about five times. He who believes in me will not die. Even though he dies, he may live, he will live again. Whoever lives and believes in me, he will never die. Do you believe this? Verse 34, he told them, where have you laid him? I believe somebody needs to do that this season. Particularly with this message. Take Jesus to the place where you gave up. Where you gave up and told yourself, I can never marry again. Oh, I can never have children again. Oh, I can never make it in this life. Take Jesus there. They are giving up because for human beings, death is finality. Where have you laid him? He told them. And I love their response. They said, Lord, come and see. Look at somebody and say, take Jesus there. Take him to that place where you gave up. Where you stopped believing. Where you stopped having hope. Verse 39, he told them, take away the stone. Hallelujah. I'm about to give him a new beginning. I speak over somebody. God is about to give you a new beginning. Take away the stone. That thing that you have rolled over your life that you have said, it it is final. Ah, man of God, don't deceive me. The prophet told that you are going to have a child. I said, don't deceive me. I can never have a child again. Take away the stone. Told you you can't have a child. With God, nothing is impossible. Verse 40 said to them, Did I not tell you that if you believe, 
If you believe, you will see miracles. So you will see the glory of God. Verse 43, he stood and said, Lazarus, come forth. I speak over everything that looks like a Lazarus that has died in your life and has been buried for days. I speak over that area of your life. And like Jesus, I say, come forth. Have a new beginning. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. With God, nothing is impossible. Come forth. He came forth. Your marriage will come forth. Your breakthrough will come forth. Your healing will come forth. Your new beginning will come forth. The devil still tried to hold him down because he was in grave clothes. He told them, lose him and let him go. They lose him. And he that was dead and buried four days had another chance at life. That's the God we serve. That's the power available to us in the communion. Miraculous power. Because we have a God that never gives up. Even though he will judge us. He can at the same time show us mercy. Lies of this morning. Leave those hands to God. Open your mouth. I don't know the miracle you want to see. I'm here to tell you it is possible. It is possible. With God, nothing is impossible. Begin to talk to him. Pastors, quickly, the communion table. And let's take our positions. H-O-P, very quickly, come to the altar. Kenamashakata, congregation, open your mouths. Believe. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. He told them, I am the resurrection and the life. Take me to the place where you gave up. Where did you give up on financial prosperity? Where did you give up on rising to the top in your career? Take me there. I will demonstrate my miracle power in your life. Hallelujah. Lose him and let him go. Things that are trying to hold you back in death, in the grave, in hell, in condemnation, in darkness. They are losing hold of you today as you partake of this communion. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth wide and express your faith to God. Hey, Can someone quickly come and minister to the minstrels? Hey, Yala, pray, church, pray, pray. Pastors, please quickly go to your positions because of time. We consecrate these elements as the body and the blood of Jesus. We activate the miracle power, the carnage. As we partake in faith today, like Lazarus experienced resurrection power and had a new beginning, we thank you, Father. In the different areas of our lives, where it seems death and darkness and failure, has put a seal of finality. We call forth a new beginning today. We call forth a new beginning by the power in the redemption that we have with you. Open your mouth, pray. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.